Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand Way. My name is Ian Hand, and I just want to say I'm back from Knox. I'm just kidding around, but for those who are currently listening to this on Spotify or just wherever podcasts are currently, yeah, I uh, currently am not... Uh, I've been back from Knox for a few months now. Holy crap. Uh, so a lot of things have happened, and I kind of just want to go out there and talk about what has changed and what we'll be doing uh, moving forward with this show since I have been kind of gone for a while, haven't I? So I came back from Knox at the end of July. Big surprise. I worked for a couple of months and got kind of burned by my job um, in some pretty uh, not happy ways. I don't really want to go into that much detail about, but I only had a job for a couple of months, and from the months of October, November, I was doing a combination of looking for something new on top of trying to get my current position back, and both haven't really been going the way I would like them to go, but at the same time, it could be a lot better, but at the same time, also could be a lot worse. So as a result of that, I've been kind of neglectful of my duties to you guys on AP Radio. And I feel like a lot and nothing really has happened in the last couple of months between me going to Knox and uh, today. I mean, besides pop culture and stuff like that, yeah. But basically, I was either too busy to work or now I have all the time in the world, except that if anyone who hasn't had a job as long as I have should know, having a job and not having a job are the exact same things. You still have a lot of stuff to do. It's just that one actually will pay you for that crap and you, you know, you basically aren't wasting your time trying to find a job on top of all the other crap you got to do. So having a job is great and I would really like another one. So if you, if you know anybody who needs need someone who can talk a lot and do good paperwork, I'm your guy. Anyway, so in terms of this show, we're kind of initiating what I like to call a soft reboot. Uh, I had a bunch of episodes that I actually recorded from episode 23 to where we are now as the true 24, but they had a lot of issues, a lot of issues I don't really like to discuss, mainly just technical issues on my end. Sometimes when my levels look good on here and then when I actually go to edit them later or go to look at them later, they just sound so quiet. They sound so like, oh God, these sound horrible. And it doesn't look like that while I'm recording, which is just kind of a pain. So whenever I go back and I'm like, well, I don't know what to do with this. And then I try to jack up the audio and I'm like, well, that does kind of help it. But then it just kind of sounds a little too like I'm trying a little too hard to make it sound like it sounds good. But so far, the levels look good over here. So I'm just going to be trying to monitor them a little bit more uh, than I normally do. And I kind of have to kind of look around and like watch other shows now and be a little bit more on top of that just so I can have the like proper like, OK, the levels look good on here and these guys know what they're doing a little bit more with Reaper. So I specifically should probably try to have them look around the this like level. At least that's just the way I kind of want to go about it for the, uh going forward. On top of that. I'm also going to be doing the same stuff you've been expecting. So don't think I'm giving up any other kind of topics. 
I'm just going to be combining them. Weeb Wednesdays I thought would be a really fun idea for a second show. But then I realized I do not like anime and manga nearly enough to talk about it for an entire hour specifically. I mean, I could probably do like a 15, 20 minute story on it. And then I kind of just stare at the screen like, okay, what do I do for that second half? So that was an absolute disaster in my personal opinion. So we are also going to be changing up how things are going to be going on from here forward, starting with the obvious change in the show times. Ian, Choo Justin Ian Hanway will officially be starting on Wednesdays from, I want to say, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock. And the re-air day will be Friday from, I believe, the same time, unless we have a different thing in mind, but that will still be 6 to 7 p.m. Central Time. Besides that, I feel like everything else will remain practically the same. So don't feel that worried or anything. Um... I definitely owe y'all a real talk. I know that we're waiting for episode 30 and we haven't had episode. We're still on. This is technically 24, but we'll basically be on top of things. And in a couple of weeks, we'll get episode 30 out for another real talk since I probably have a lot of stuff to get off in the next couple of months. So I feel like that all my real talks just seemed a little more whiny than anything. I mean, maybe not the second one, but that first one for damn sure. And I feel like you guys kind of are owed a little bit more of a real talk from me because I believe that we need to sometimes just sit down and be like, okay, we need to discuss blank. And with that being said, everything else will always, everything else kind of just coasts a little bit. We have the same kind of reviews. We have the same kind of discussions. But I kind of want to do it in a little bit more of a professional manner or kind of just transition a little bit better. As I kind of realized, I was just mainly rambling for most of my shows. And it doesn't really mean like I have a point. And maybe it's easier to ramble and just shoot the shit when there's another person next to me. Which kind of brings me to a new point that I want to address. We are kind of doing some... uh playthroughs of some games on you and you gaming now just to kind of spice things up a little bit and uh see where that takes us in terms of uh our brand as a whole you and you gaming is the gaming show that we do here at ap radio we have become officially a twitch exclusive podcast which is really nice since we had a lot of visual things and the audios of it just seemed kind of silly after a while so we basically have you and you gaming as an actual uh, Twitch exclusive show now. And you can subscribe to us on Twitch at you, you gaming show. Basically, it's just like this really fun little gaming show that we basically just shoot the shit about what happens during the week. And last week, we just didn't really have anything going on. So Austin and I just actually yesterday, whenever this show will air on Wednesday. That would be Monday. We actually just played through the entirety of Spider-Man PS4's uh, main story. I'm going to be promoting that throughout the uh, week and stuff. And hopefully you guys really uh, watch it or I'll promote it a little bit as best as I could. And potentially maybe through Twitter and other means and just be like, hey, we did a Spider-Man video. Please watch it. It's really fun. Hopefully, we're going to have it edited up eventually, and I'll probably talk to Austin about when we want to start editing it and cutting that together, since I can probably learn how to do it so 
he doesn't have to do everything and all I did was just talk and play and shit like that. I kind of want to pull my weight around a little bit more around here. But yeah, if you guys have any uh, new ideas of what you guys would like us to play, we might try to try to keep it as modern as possible. But the Spider-Man one specifically, we just kind of had like a little bit of a passion. We've been talking about it for such a long period of time. And we finally got around to playing it, which is something that we really wanted to do for a very long time is just go critically into this. And for the most part, we did. We beat the game in like six hours. So hopefully he doesn't have that much work to do when it comes to doing uh, stuff like that when it comes to the content we're doing. Besides that, we have a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun doing it and we want to keep probably doing it. We have ideas like maybe older games and some newer stuff and kind of just seeing where things go. You know what I mean? Um, what else happened lately? But basically just we're going to be trying to spread ourselves, not necessarily thin, but we're trying to narrow down what we kind of want. And I guess as a result of that, we also have a Lizard Liquors website, the craft brewing show that I'm on every Monday night from 930 to 1130. We also have all of our podcasts and recorded episodes on there. And we are kind of just getting a little bit better. We have pictures. We have our Instagram, which I think is just on the website at lizardlickers.com. It's exactly how you think it's spelled. Liquors as in, you know, drinks, not liquors as in we lick things. And you are classified there as, as a liquor of things. No, like liquors as in spirits, wine, beer, shit like that. I think that you guys, it's all one word. It's a hell of a lot of fun to do those shows. And I guess for this show, we're going to just try our best to just transition more and do better things. Obviously, I'm a little shoddy right now with it. But again, this is kind of just more of a rundown of how we want things to go. And I'm just going to do my best to be a little bit more professional. I mean, obviously, the swears and stuff, it's Internet radio. I can't control every single thing that happens to me or what's said on the radio, whichever. The point I'm trying to get at here is I really, 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 really like doing this. It's a real big passion I've had. And I think the soft reboot's kind of necessary so I can kind of just get stuff I want to prepare for and really start talking about it. It was something that I think just kind of got lost in the woodwork. And I really feel bad about it because I really love this. This is something that I would love to do for the rest of my life. I don't want to deliver mail. I don't want to sit at an office all day. I would love to just talk in a studio and talk about things with people, engage the audience and stuff like that. And I would really like it if people would help, help me out and do what we can. So... Hopefully we can get that stuff all taken care of eventually, but I want to just basically welcome you all back to another new reboot of the Truth, Justice, and Ian Hand show. Basically, I mean, it fits in line with comic books. I mean, they reboot their shit and everything every other year. Obviously, DC is a little bit slower about it, but... They're doing it. They do it all the time. Marvel does it every other week. So don't expect them, you know, all that's one an issue one thing to be like they're so high in value. That's because the comic book industry is fucked up. And it's been fucked up since the 90s, ever since they introduced those foil things. But that's neither here nor there. 
we're going to be rebooting and we're going to be doing our best to just give you better content to be kind of pacing ourselves a little bit better. So I hope you guys enjoy the new and hopefully improved truth, justice and the Ian hand way. I can't believe I said show last time. I am so sorry. So obviously a lot of stuff has happened in terms of pop culture from late July to mid November. I would go blue in the face just talking about it. So I'm going to break it down for you for the things that I have done recently. And I hope that you guys care enough. And if you don't, well, that's too bad. I have a lot of shows I really want to just kind of throw out there and stuff I did. And kind of give you a little bit of recap of episodes that you may or may not have listened to. So, soft reboot time. Engaged. In three, two, one. So we've been watching a ton of movies for Tobo. We watched a lot of horror movies. We've been trying our best to just watch stuff for Halloween. I'm kind of a permanent guest slash permanent member on Thinking Outside the Box Office. That's what Tobo is, but we just have, we just like to uh, acronym things. We're having a lot of fun with that. I absolutely love watching all the movies we've been watching, especially um, stuff that just has gotten me into watching movies that aren't superhero movies. It's really nice to have like a break from just watching the newest Marvel movie or the newest DC movie, the newest superhero movie in general. It's just so liberating because I just watched The Lighthouse, something that I don't think is on the show at all. I'm excited for something that Martin Scorsese is doing with The Irishman. It just kind of like, oh, wow, look at all these great movies that I have been ignoring because I was in a little bubble since 2008 about superhero movies because, you know, they were all bad until Iron Man showed up, really. And it's just been a big renaissance of superhero fans and stuff like that. I mean, for God's sake, we're they're trying a new Mortal Kombat movie in 2019. I honestly don't know how well that's going to do. But with a whole bunch of stuff like that, it just really shows just how things can change. I'm watching movies and TV shows that don't have to connect to superheroes at all. They can be dramas. They can be horror movies. They can be suspense thrillers. And it just all really feels good to really just broaden my horizons. And speaking of my horizons, my music tastes have started to, you know, not necessarily narrow, but like I still love all the genres I love, but I'm starting to get more and more into the gloom and doom that, you know, Professor Gloom over here has been introducing me to. But and something that I completely scoffed at and not being real music, like not even like five years ago. It just shows that things have really changed and a lot of really good music has come out of uh, the woodwork here. And even if it's got weird growly vocals that even I'm still not a huge fan of, I can still get behind why people like it. And I think that because of watching movies that just don't ha happen to be superhero related and realize that the superhero movies, I don't want to say aren't real cinema, but they're like the fast food of cinema that it's like, yeah, like that is kind of how I see it. It's like, it's they're fun and they're still good movies, but they don't really make me think past the superhero logic of them. Like for some reason, I can't get enough of comic books and stuff like that. 
like the comic book I feel like is the art form and the movie is just the really bad adaptation of them because there are some comic book moments that still get me teary eyed more than a movie scene could. And I think it just kind of shows that like I decide to read more and I just love reading and I have so many new comics and I just have so many more comics. I want to just jump right into and just have a, so much fun with my, I mean, my entire Christmas list is, is books of the comic variety and just, you know, I just love reading. I love the pictures. I love the artwork. I love the scenarios. I love just how fun it is that instead of leaving everything up to my imagination, that maybe someone draws it and I can use my imagination to further the plot, to further how, see how certain things go. I love it. I love taking trips down memory lane. I love keeping up to date with the comic series that I'm interested in. But I will say one thing about certain comics that I'm not really a big fan of. And for some reason, DC has been doing this a little too often. And I guess this is kind of how I want to close out the first uh, half hour is just a little gripe I've been having with these current comic books. Can we please stop making our DC heroes amnesiac hobos? I know that sounds really weird, and I know that I'm going to be, wow, we talked about how you were expanding your horizons, and now we're going to go super specific in a specific genre of a specific topic. But this unfortunately needs to be said because this upsets me like nothing has upset me in a while. Because it's like, it's a pattern. It's not like it's happened once. It happens like twice, three times. It's happened enough that I have to say to anyone out there who works at DC or does anything at DC, please give them this message and say, hey, this guy really likes your work, but seriously, just stop doing this one thing because it's a weird pattern. And it's currently happening in two titles of two characters I really like. Nightwing has been amnesiac-y, hobo-y for almost a year or two now. In the events of, I think it was Batman num or Nightwing number 55, one of the two. Batman and Nightwing are investigating KG Beast, a big Russian dude who's kind of like the Russian Bane, but I love both of these characters so much to kind of care about it. So the KG Beast actually snipes Dick Grayson in the head as Nightwing, obviously. And when he wakes up, he has no memories of him being Nightwing or even being Dick Grayson. He kind of has like foggy memories, but he th he's like, I'm calling myself Rick as in Richard, not Dick. And stuff like that. So as Batman tries to lure him back in by showing him, hey, you're Nightwing, dude. He's like, wait. I don't want to be Nightwing anymore, whatever. So then like some cops find like the Nightwing cave that he has at Bloodhaven. They become Nightwing and he helps them begrudgingly. It gets weird and stupid. And then like, I guess now he's like a member of the Court of Owls because like he wants to be, but he's not Dick Grayson really. He is Dick Grayson. It, it's this really stupid, weird thing that like, Anyone who's currently reading Nightwing, God bless you.
Because, like, I'm surprised his title did not get canceled because of this. Like, I like Dick Grayson as much as the next guy. But the fact that they're just going out of their way to make him, like, such a tool and a dick. Literally a dick. And I just don't like it. I really don't like what they're doing to my Dick Grayson. I love Dick Grayson, and I think it's just kind of shitty. And I'm just looking on from, like, the sidelines. I'm not picking up this crap for myself because I don't want to get that furious and then waste my money and then hate read. I mean, I hope that's not what people are doing. If people are actually liking the new turn for uh, Dick Grayson, fine. I would love to let people, I would love to know about that. It just is kind of weird that it's it's just happened. And the worst part is this has happened twice to the same character by the same guy who's doing the same run just with a different title. Batman Beyond. I love this run with Dan Jurgens on Batman Beyond. Apparently, the new 52 stuff is pretty good. I don't know if I'm going to be picking it up because the whole new 52 relaunch of Batman Beyond involved Tim Drake taking up the mantle because they thought that Terry McGinnis was dead. And so we have an older Tim Drake as opposed to how it he how he is in the uh, alternate world in the DC animated universe. He's the Joker in that universe. But in this, he's Batman and he's taking up the mantle. He's like in his 30s or 40s, kind of an older guy. And it's kind of cool to see that this Tim Drake kind of is like, I'm just picking up the slack because Bruce and Terry are presumed dead. And we find out that Terry is actually just hypnotized into thinking he's not Batman anymore. And that's because of the events of the effect of Spellbinder. I don't know if you're familiar with the cartoon or Batman's old selection of villains, but Spellbinder is a guy who wears a weird black and orange costume that kind of swirls into like a hypnotizing looking state. And he's got like a little hand and inside of his like palm is like an eye. It acts as a camera that like hypnotizes people. He's a pretty cool and yet a little annoying ongoing Batman villain in terms of how he makes reappearances more than other way cooler characters. But he's still a really interesting character, and I really liked him. And I think to have, I don't know much of the details, but all I can say is that Tim Terry gets his memories back and kind of becomes Batman again, leaving Tim to kind of be like, okay, I'm going to take a step back. I've done my job as Batman for the time. And Rebirth takes up essentially right where Terry kind of leaves where new 52 leaves off and says Terry's Batman again. He's doing his best without Bruce Wayne, but Oh wait, Bruce Wayne's actually alive. I really liked volumes one and one, two and three, especially it talks about like Joker town and the Joker's coming back. We're waiting for that to happen. The second is like talking with Rachel Ghoul or the new head of the demon, which is Damian Wayne and, Oh my God, I can't even begin to describe how awesome that shit is that Damian Wayne's kind of more of an anti-hero evil dude as opposed to the shitty Robin I don't like still. And then three, I think, was just really good because it really showed a whole 
mess of Batman's villains. It even shows that characters like Shriek have like become cooler and are kind of like actually nice now. The return of the really disheveled Royal Flush Gang, the debut of Melanie Walker being a new superhero, the return of Payback of all things, and also when Matt McGinnis becomes Robin. So Terry's brother actually becomes Robin, and I love that. And then, of course, the Scarecrow stuff, it's okay. I don't want to talk about Volume 4 if I want to do a full review of each volume or not. And going into Volume 5 is the Joker stuff. Also, also really good shit. But now, Terry in Volume 6, going into Volume 7, I'm assuming, he's lost his memories due to a villain, and now he's living on the streets as a hobo. And I don't know if they did a hobo thing with him in the new 52, but I know he was amnesiac and kind of forgetting he was Batman in that. So let me tell you exactly why I hate that shit. It's annoying. Stop. Please stop doing it. I'm begging you. Please get Terry his memories back. I'm really annoyed that they're doing this shit again. And the fact that they're doing it with Nightwing and now that there's a Batwoman, it's cool, but like, She's not connected. She stole the bat suit and is kind of being a brutal douchebag. And now it's when Blight is showing up. Like the return of my favorite villain, Blight. And like Terry's not going to fight him. I'm a little upset by that. And I think I have every right to be. So DC, if you're listening, I love your stories. I love Batman Beyond specifically. I love how this specific series is the official longest series of Batman Beyond. And I know that if you count the New 52 per, uh, story as well, since it's the two same thing, super long story still. Even longer. But like the point I'm trying to make is it upsets me that you're doing this to my boy, Terry. He's got enough on his plate, and I thought things were going to be cool. Just, like, go through the day in the life. It's bad enough that, like, we technically only get, like, six stories. They're just multi-part events that all overarc. Now, I don't mind that, but at the same time, it's like, uh, I just kind of want more day in the life of Terry stopping bad guys with Bruce Wayne, and maybe Matt can become Robin again because he does lose that title pretty quickly. Obviously, it was well earned for sure. But it, it just kind of goes to show that I really like the dynamic they're going for. I kind of want to see him and Dana make up. I kind of want to see him and Melanie not be a couple because I hate that. I hate Melanie so much. And so many things. But now it's like now we got to see who's the Batwoman. Will she be able to stop Blight? Where's Terry? How can we get his memories back? And there's just a whole bunch of things I want answered. And like, I haven't gotten volume six because it's not out yet. But like, I'm just so scared because I already know how it happens. What is going on? And like, I'm scared of volume seven and potentially whatever lies ahead. Oh my God. But anyway, that just kind of just shows my grievances with things but in general it's still really fun stuff so i hope you guys like how i'm tweaking things up a little bit 
I hope you guys enjoyed my little rant, and we'll be right back with another half of Drew Justice and Ian Hanway here on AP Radio. And to anyone out there who's listening on the podcast, enjoy like a couple silent pause of awkwardness of saying we'll be right back after this. And we're back here on Truth, Justice, and Ian Hanway here on AP Radio. If you guys are listening on the podcast, let it be known first and foremost that this is a radio show. Every Wednesday night from 8.30 to 9 p.m. Central Time and re-airs on Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Time as well, which is our new schedule as going forward. And in case you just want to uh, listen to us on a podcast, go to apradio.net. And of course, we're on almost every website where podcasts are made. My personal favorite is Spotify, since I'm currently paying for it every month. So it's got to be my favorite. But we're also on iTunes, Apple Music, Google Music, the yada, yada, yada. And it's also a lot of fun. Don't forget to watch our other shows that I have on here, such as Lizard Liquors every Monday through night on 930 to 1130. Thinking outside the box office right after my first, but no, actually right before my first show, it'll be at 630 to 730. That's pretty cool. We talk about movies there, and I think we're going to be talking about Charlie's Angels, I think, soon. Ugh, so much fun. And also, Austin and I, I don't know much about Kyle, we're doing you and you gaming, and we might be potentially doing more and more uh, playthroughs on our YouTube channel. I think it's you, you gaming show still. I should probably talk to him about what that is, but I know that's a Twitch channel we have, you, you gaming show, which is pretty cool. We are a Twitch exclusive uh, podcast where we uh, talk about our different video games and stuff that are going on right now. On top of other things, just throughout the ether, Austin and I just recently played through Spider-Man PS4, and we'll be sure to upload that whenever we do. And when it uploads, I will be more than happy to update my Twitter and tell you. And speaking of my Twitter, it's IanHan11, and I hope to God I'll be getting some uh, new pictures or new graphics soon. Kind of just want to re-overall work my image and just trying to get better at what I do and that's making podcasts and stuff. I'm enjoying myself and having a ton of fun and hopefully this can be the dream and I hope that you guys help me later on and of course get fan engagement. I really like talking to people and even if I have 50 followers or 50,000 followers, I will just always make time to try to talk to as many people as I could. So please drop me a follow. You won't regret it. I hope that this content is what you guys are looking for. And if not, please tell me because I am very adaptable and I really like entertaining people on these types of uh, podcasts as well as just all the podcasts we do here. Please just give me some advice. Give me some things I'm doing wrong. Tell me what I'm doing right. I really appreciate the feedback. Now, speaking of feedback, we need more guest characters in video games, people, because they're so much fun. I know a lot of it has to do with licensing issues or just the overall characters are getting promotions. So this would be perfect to put them in a video game, whatever. Characters like Terminator T-800 from Mortal Kombat is a really fun guest character. But when it comes down to an overall love letter to a franchise, there is no better company or better video game specifically right now that's doing it any better than Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. 
I know I shit on Ultimate and just Nintendo as a whole, but to be fair, Bandai Namco is really the people who are making these games, and Sakurai is really the kind of the mastermind behind it. So I really don't feel that bad when I can say that Nintendo's really just raking in the money that you know Sakurai and Namco, Bandai Namco are making all the work. And just recently, they added another guest character, Terry Bogard, from SNK's Fatal Fury and King of Fighters franchises to the battle. He is the fourth of five characters added to the Combat Pack 1, or Fighter Pack 1, whatever. He is joining Joker from Persona 5 when the game came out in, like, he came out like in February of this year. The hero from Dragon Quest and his many different incarnations and is just probably one of the most boring ideas ever. Banjo and Kazooie from their title Banjo and Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie or Banjo and Kazooie. Whatever. It's a bear and a bird. Go call it whatever you want. And now Terry from King of Fighters and Fatal Fury. It's a fighting game franchise made by SNK. <clears throat> That rivals Capcom, and they've even had crossovers. Really wish we got CBS3. No lie. But I don't know if it'll be that good, honestly. I'm really kind of shoddy about how modern fighting games can be sometimes. However, this time around, we actually get Terry in a big love letter from Sakurai. You can tell this guy really liked Terry, so he really left out no amount of detail when giving this character the proper introduction and send off ever first of all he talked about terry bogart for 45 minutes something that not any other character in smash has gotten speaking of things that terry has gotten that other smash characters don't terry has five special moves in his b attacks for those who don't really know much about smash smash has the b moves as their specials so we have Pressing regular B as neutral B, which is just pressing the B button, they have a move. And then the different directions of the stick, which is up, the sides, and the down. Usually the side Bs share left and right, but Terry is the first character that I hope they continue doing this with more characters later down the road. Actually gave him another side B. So he has five total moves. His neutral B is his projectile power wave, which glides on the ground, and it changes speed by how long you press the button. Burn Knuckle is the towards side B, which is basically his charging punch move. You can do the command input of the, of the traditional quarter circle punch, which allows you to just go a lot further, do a lot more damage, and has a green flame to let you know that you per properly perform the move. And the back or the left side B or away from the opponent side B is crack shoot. And Terry in one-on-ones always faces his opponents. So it's not like you're going to be flying the other direction. No, he'll be doing his awesome horizontal kick at you. And it's really cool, honestly. He also has his power dunk and rising tackle. They all have their own special inputs as well. Um, rising tackle for his uppy is actually charge down, hold up for it. Basically a move that it's been in a couple games, a charge move. And it's power dunk if you do the Z motion, which is typically the Shoryuken dragon punchy move. 
his power dunk hits you harder. <clears throat> and you would think it would be just be done there and then have him be like, oh, he can combo into his specials and stuff like that and then call it a day. However, it still is not nearly over. Terry now also has the ability to have super special moves. If you're unfamiliar with how SNK fighting games work, Terry has this move called Desperation or Stamina Mode. It changes a lot during the different incarnations of the game. Basically, when he's at low health, he has access to more damage and more moves. The same thing happens in Smash when he hits 100% and above in his health or 30 stamina and below if you do stamina. We don't judge here on AP Radio, but health is just easier to remember. And Terry basically gets this desperation mode that has him get two special moves or two super moves from his heyday, which are super awesome in Smash. His Power Geyser, which is the super big version of his Power Wave, and his Buster Wolf, which is his super awesome Burn Knuckle. Both of these moves, though, basically are just like you have to perform their command inputs to have them come out or else it's just going to be, yeah, you, you, you won't be able to do them. I think it's totally cool, especially if you don't know how to do these moves they do have easier inputs for them so it's not like if you can't do two quarter circles which it's not that hard to do it turns into a lot of fun so just 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 try it people i know that you guys are like Ugh, inputs but who cares inputs are fine all in all, Terry is just really, really, really fun. He does a dummy thick amount of damage. He's pretty fun to play as. He might not be the best in the game, but you know what? He's one of my new favorites. Absolutely. Just basically everything I really wanted Ryu and Ken to do with just the damage. That's the only thing that I think Ken and Ryu don't do enough of is damage. They have the combos. They have the cancels. They have a lot of good stuff that make them fun. It's just they really lacked on damage. Terry can really make up for everything that I really wished Ken and Ryu did or wish they could do. Now I just really wish they had the whole Satsun and Ohado thing and they can turn into evil Ryu or violent Ken. That would have been really fun, but at the same time, I can just tell that that would have been abused like a motherfucker. Because it would have been like the same thing as Terry's stamina mode, but like maybe it would be like, well, they're shit characters and before they hit a hundred percent and then they basically become like walking tanks that are easy to destroy the world who is to say anyway i will get, basically say that terry's the coolest and probably the one character that i think has been given so much love in this fighter pack i actually spent money on it something i don't think i would ever say about um this fighter pack so far and hopefully that us uh, more Smash characters become more fun like Terry and just have as many moves as you possibly can. I'm really looking forward to what Fire Pack 5 is going to be and just whoever else is coming in the game. So with that being said, I think it's also time to move forward and talk about 
Street Fighter V. Not more so as what is coming out or what content's coming out. More so just what's going to happen to this game and am I really wanting a Street Fighter VI right now? The answer is no to Street Fighter VI right off the get-go. I think of all the time and effort I put in the Street Fighter V to have it eventually just be for nothing. I really don't know how I feel about that. I actually really like Street Fighter V to the point of which I'm going to be really upset that it's just going to be like that forgotten game because people still talk about four and three, the alpha series and even two, they still have tournaments about two, but five is just such a polarizing mixed bag. People obviously play it, but more so because I feel like that they just have nothing else to play. People sometimes probably actually enjoy it like myself, but I can see exactly where some people's overall problems come for the game. This could and should have been one of the best entries in the series and not just on a subjective level. And season four, I feel like from the lack of just balances, the lack of characters and the lack of really just any information except, oh, it's coming is just a little annoying. If you guys are familiar, season four technically started at the end of December of 2018. Basically, mid-December, they released Kage, which is basically shitty, evil Ryu. And basically, decided to say we're doing things differently. They showcased some new moves, some new ideas of what can and cannot combo into things. It was actually really cool and promising. They looked like they were tooling, t teaching up some tools for the game. And it looked really fun to really fuck around with the meta of the game. This laid into its cycle is pretty cool. But after Kage came out and all those moves came in, it realized it didn't change that much. It made it look so cool, but then it was like, wait, nothing's really happening. I don't know why nothing's really happening. And it kind of was a little annoying, but then like we're thinking, okay, well, eventually they got to add more characters and add more stuff, right? But then like they didn't. They were dark from mid-December to like late July, early August with the inclusion of the summer pack when it introduced the final Street Fighter 2 alum, E. Honda, Street Fighter 4 alum, and Final Fight alum, Poison, and newcomer slash Final Fight 3 representative, the first Final Fight 3 representative or anything that's not Final Fight 1, Lucia. And as cool as Lucia, Poison, and even Honda are, is that really the characters we really, really, really wanted? So we basically have shitty Ryu, evil Ryu, a character that I don't care about, but I know exactly how pissed off people are that he's basically just bad evil Ryu. E Honda, as much as I like E Honda, he's kind of bland in this game. I'm still trying to like him. And I think that I will like him one day, but he's just not as fun to play as, as he is in street fighter four or even alpha three. Like he's just funner in his older games when like characters like guile or even birdie have been never as fun as they are now. 
it just kind of is sad that they just didn't really give that much of a shit about E Honda or just didn't really do much for him. And it's sad when Blanca is more fun to play than one of my favorite Street Fighter characters. Poison's actually a ton of fun, which makes me really wish that they just didn't even utilize her for Street Fighter Cross Tekken slash Ultra 4 because she is so boring in that version. In this, they just really retooled her a lot in all the positive ways. I mean, they were like, let's give her a long whip. Let's have her control the space of the game. And who knew that that would just be so simple and so smart to do. Honestly, I like Poison a lot. She's also got some command grabs. She's also got like really cool um, projectiles like a Molotov cocktail. And she's even got like a Spider-Man swing from the Marvel games, which is pretty cool. I honestly love Poison in this game. And she's actually becoming a lot more of a favorite of a character in general. She's someone I don't know if I really want to just play with uh, seriously or just someone I really love messing around with. I really want to go for the latter, but like I really like her new design, even though it's just kind of a play on the old one, but a little bit more uh, fancy. She's got a stocking, but I like the black and the new shade of pink they got for her. She really just pops out more than when she did in Street Fighter 4. Honestly, I think Street Fighter 4 and her didn't really clash, really clashed when it came to art styles. And I think they really tooled her up in this game. And I think the art in this is just a lot better when it comes to exemplifying more outrageous characters, if that makes sense. Anyway, Poison's amazing. And Lucia originally being like, oh, she looks okay. Turned out to be a really fun character to play as. She's another command run character. She's basically Cody, but she's the street to the final fight three character. She's really fun to play as. She's got a lot of cool moves. She's got a lot of cool like fire attacks. She's basically everything I was looking for in terms of like, oh, a brand new character who plays fun, who is fun, yada, yada, yada. Something that, you know, I don't get that often when it comes to a Street Fighter character who's brand new, who's got a command run, who's basically like, we're basically just like, I don't know if this is going to go the way I want it to go. But surprisingly, Lucia is just so much fun that I'm like, wow, kind of wish that she had, we had more characters like her and even G really kind of turned the game around in terms of fun. Like you got to do stuff. You got to make yourself stronger like with Lucia, she has so many options and she has so many ways to get damage off of things. She also has some really good combos and command inputs. She's just a really fun character that I wish more and more characters had instead of being more so just kind of generic. And it kind of sucks that they have these ideas, but who knows if we're even going to get two more characters at the end of this year or if we're even going to get an announcement for new characters for the next and potential final year. They said that they were going to have a five-year plan with Street Fighter V back when it was released in 2016. And basically, the first season was also with 2016. Season 2 with a brand new character initiative in 2017. Then Season 3 really kind of showed us what nostalgia and a combination of these characters would be like. And all those three seasons were really, really good. And now Season 4 is just so bland and kind of just, ugh. I really hope they turn it around at the end of this season because we still have 
the rest of November and all of December to kind of get all that stuff out of there. What I would really like them to do is to give us the characters, either have them be the, this is the end of season four. Here are your characters or say that these are the beginning of the final season and maybe tease three fighter six, but I don't know what I would really want to see. All my returning characters for the most part have returned minus like Remy Dudley, but Dudley's in another game and Sodom, like really in Sean and Sodom and Remy are really the characters. I'm like, I really want to see them come back, but I feel like Remy's never going to come back. Sean should just have come back in this game and the same with Sodom since there's so many final fight characters, like what's one more at this point in general, I really want to say I love Street Fighter V, but this season really put me in a sour mood. And it just kind of shows that, like, other fighting games just know what you want. Smash, like, I just basically went into a whole thing about how much I oogled over Smash. And I just kind of want to see that same love with Capcom, but I just don't know if they really care enough or they are just trying to get this game out of here. And then bada bing, bada boom, that's the game. Bye. Whatever. I don't know. I would really like to see a Street Fighter 6, which is basically be Street Fighter 5, but it can be an update. Like, here, just update the game, nerd, and shit like that. Like, I would really like that because I put a lot of money and a lot of time into Street Fighter 5, and if it's just not going to go in my favor, I'm going to be very upset, honestly. Because I really like Street Fighter V and the fact that, like, it's going to mean nothing in, like, a year or two. And Street Fighter VI is going to be amazing. I'm just going to be really upset. Because, like, I really like Street Fighter V. And I wish that it was just a really, really, really good game for everybody. Like, there's a lot of things that I think they really need to, like, look back and say... Maybe complex fighting games are fun. And instead of trying to get a general audience, maybe we should just try to stick to the, the fun and maybe we can draw people in. Street Fighter 3 Third Strike is the best Street Fighter game, be not because it's easy or anyone can just pick it up and play. It's because it's fun. I am probably garbage at that game, but I love it. I pick garbage characters, but I don't care. I'm having fun. And I have fun in Street Fighter V. I have fun in Street Fighter IV. But I think a lot of it is because of the memories. If I had to play this game every single day, like if it was my job, like if I was a streamer and I said I primarily am going to stream Street Fighter V to get noticed by a company or something like that, I'd probably lose my goddamn mind. And I love Street Fighter V. I think it's my favorite, my third favorite entry in the series because I really like it. It's really fun to play. But I can see the cracks. I can see why people don't like this game, and I can see why that it's just show it's just really upsetting because Capcom doesn't even feel like they like this game as much. And they really put so much time and effort into it as well. And I think it would just be a pain in the ass to be like, okay, well, now we have six. We'll just sweep Street Fighter V under the rug. Like, no, I think Street Fighter V should get a more proper send-off. So then when six comes out, I would feel like, okay, well, they put all their effort they could into five. 
and they just want to make a new game now with a new engine, new graphics. Like if Street Fighter V looks the way Resident Evil 2's remake does, holy shit, that'd be awesome. But I don't know what to say, what to think of it, and I really don't know if it's gonna be that way. But I do have hope. There's a lot of really good stuff that Capcom's doing. This is kind of like the the comeback arc for Capcom. If they just really master it with their fighting games, I think we'll be okay. But I still understand that I love these games. I think Marvel vs. Capcom needs a more of a redemption than Street Fighter. Because Street Fighter V is still being played. It's still getting support. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite got like a little balance patch and was dropped like not even a full year into the game's life cycle. That's fucked up. So you can really tell that I think Marvel vs. Capcom should be getting all those X-Men and Fantastic Four characters or just the Fox-owned characters back. Make this game fun as opposed to a commercial to sell your crappy Marvel movies because that's what I felt like it was gaudy. It seemed cheap because it was cheap. They only wanted so many characters in because they just wanted to advertise. And sure, Capcom could have put in more crazy characters from Capcom. But due to the fact that I can just assume that it was all a budget problem, and that the Marvel side was definitely lacking, it just really seemed to sour a lot of people. Myself included, when they just were like, Capcom doesn't even want to try because Marvel's not going to try. And I think that if Capcom and Marvel literally just say, look, you want to make money instead of just make money. You guys want to make money. Give us a boatload of those characters. Who cares about that or what? Give us a lot to work with and we will give you a good product. Let us go nuts. Let us give you options and then let's renew those licenses and as we are, you know, showing off like the cool like thing, we'll give you a big ass collection of these games like Marvel vs. Capcom one, two, hell, put in three and infinite in there for like a $50 price tag. People will buy that shit like hotcakes and just get like really good like emulations but maybe arcade perfect emulations as opposed to like okay we'll get the ps2 version or something like that no like give us the arcade perfect emulations of as as whatever games were in the arcades and people love them make them broken make them dirty make them the games we fucking loved when we were younger i love marvel versus capcom 2 I would just love it if that game was on the PS4 or just on modern day consoles, period. So I can play that with my friends and be like, this is probably one of my favorite fighting games of all time. Please give us this game. And then for the new game, give us options. If you want to play 3v3, that's cool. I prefer 2v2 immediately or hell, 1v1. Skullgirls, a freaking indie game developer, had figured out people want options. 1v3, 2v2s, 2v3s, 1v3s, 
are really fucking fun. Obviously for tournament, you can say, okay, this is the 3v3 tournament. This is what we're going to show at the main stage of Evo, blah, 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 whatever. Okay, we have a 2v2 tournament. Like you can have two separate tournaments. That would get so many people hyped up because there's people out there who have options. I like the idea of options. And I think that Capcom maybe should stop Maybe you should let Street Fighter V go out with a little bit of a bang, but focus on the redemption of Marvel versus Capcom. Just like how I'm kind of dropping the idea of let's just throw anything into the fire and let it sink. I want to kind of put more things into thought. And I know that I'm a little rambly today, but I really want to just point get the point across that Ian Hand is back. We're going to be uploading a lot more frequently. We're going to be doing a whole bunch more different things with the show. I'm going to be a little bit more professional. We're going to do things well. And I hope you guys like this episode. And I hope it comes out really quickly after it airs. Don't forget again to follow me on Twitter at IanHand11. And we shall see you next time. Have a great day. Stay warm out there for anyone out there who is suffering with winter. And anyone out there in the summer, please send your hot air up here. We can really use it. Just spare us a little bit. All right, guys, you have a great week and a great weekend. If you're listening to this Friday, take care and I'll see you guys next week with a topic I hope to uh, wow you with. All right, guys, take care.